And we're back. I'm Arlene Bonnet and for John Oakley, what a day. And there is one huge topic worthy of discussion. It is about democracy. It is about courts. It's about activism. It's about a newly minted premier showing his power and now a little pushback. And how is he going to handle it? Here is our panel. I would like to welcome Adrian Batra, editor-in-chief, Toronto Sun. Hey, Adrian. Great to be here, Arlene. It's a great day for talk radio. It is a great day for talk radio. It was a good day for golf for you, too. <laughs> Apparently. I understand. Shockingly. Sure. Yeah, considering the weather. Yeah. One but under. I, but I still crushed it. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> here, here. Mike Van Solen, Principal at Navigator. Mike, thank you for being here. Great to be here, Arlene. Kim Wright, NDP VP at Hill & Knowlton. Kim. Notwithstanding the weather, Ah. it's a lovely day. Ah. I see what you did there. Ah, Nice, nice, nice. All right, Adrian, let's begin. First of all, I mean, what a punch of a day. I love these days, Mm -hmm. I have to say, I have to admit it. And you go, especially you get the one hit and then you get the other. The judge's ruling, first of all, were you surprised? Well, I wouldn't say I'm surprised per se, um, because even though these things seemed apparently quite clear-cut to me, um, I know that we've talked about this before over the course of the last few weeks, uh, even um, the city solicitor's advice to counsel was, you're not going to win this. You just never know how a judge is going to go. You don't. And that is, that's always the tricky part. So I am a bit surprised at um, you know how unequivocal the, the justice was in this in this instance. But boy, is it going to ever tee up an interesting next couple of weeks. Um, so great for the newspaper business, great for the radio business. But um, we, we saw something in Premier Doug Ford today that uh, I think a lot of people sort of expected. Uh, I think he was very vociferous against Miratori. I thought the language was uh, interesting, to say the least. And I'm sure we'll get uh, unpack that mm-hmm. a little bit further. But um, I, I'm enjoying the show. And frankly, I think Doug's doing the right thing. Mike, what, what do you say? Is this about a premier using his power, or is this a moment, and we've asked this already, mm-hmm. and it's a fair question, as we watch this premier move forward like a barrel house, is it overreach? No, I don't think it's overreach. Uh, the, the reality is that there's a notwithstanding clause in the Constitution, or in the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, that's there to be, used, use to be used, um, and it is there when, in cases when courts overreach. I'm not a legal expert, but as I tried to understand the decision that was taken, it's fan- frankly incomprehensible. The idea that somehow candidates' free speech was frustrated by this legislation, I just don't understand. I don't think the average person is going to get it. The truth is, the decision was made. It was really controversial when he brought the legislation forward. We all debated and talked about it a whole bunch. Uh, we all thought it was going to be done because the conventional wisdom seemed to be that the, the province had the power to do this, and we weren't really worried about the decision. And everybody sort of moved on. I, you know, candidates uh, in my little part of the mm-hmm. city uh, had moved on and started talking to people in, in the new the new ward. I don't think their message changed. I don't think they uh, suddenly were uh, against tax cuts and be- before they were before tax cuts, it's not, you know, so uh, so the idea that their uh, their voice was somehow severely frustrated by this, uh, I just don't understand. I don't think the average person will understand it. Um, so, look, Doug is a, is a man of will. He wanted to get this done. He said he was going to make government a little smaller and a little more efficient, and uh, by gosh, he's going to do it. 
he is going to do it. And he reacted, you know, it wasn't a bit surprising, as you say, Adrian, about the decision. Not really surprising by the reaction of the premier. It might not have been a shock, Kim, but did he do the right thing? We're watching him spend a lot of political capital here. Absolutely. And, you know, spite is a powerful motivator. And And you think it's spite? I think it's absolutely partially spite. It might be some other things that he might want to wrap up around it, but it is that Toronto did not elect him mayor. They elected his brother mayor, but not him mayor. They elected Andrea Horvath with more popular vote than they did Doug Ford in this last election. Can't imagine what this is about when it's not about Patrick Brown in Peel Region or Stephen Del Duca in York. But what we saw today from the Premier's comments were the judiciary may have their own toolbox, but I have a bigger toolbox. Not sure that's uh, that is something you want to do for the next almost four years every week. Uh, and he has talked about pulling out the notwithstanding clause anytime he feels it necessary. And I think... He's not said that at all. That is exactly what he said. He said he is not afraid to use it whenever he feels the need to. That's exactly what he said in his press conference. It may not have been communicated uh, to you that way, but that that was what he said in his press conference. And I think that should worry people. This is a clause that has not been used at all by Ontario, not even by uh, premiers of his own political persuasion. You know, the reality is he needs to figure out ways to start bringing people together and really creating an intergovernmental affairs perspective. He is the minister in charge of intergovernmental affairs, not whacking people over the head until he gets his own way. Uh, He's going to get his own way. He will get his own way. But let me ask you, is at this, what cost? At, at, well, this isn't going to be that big of a cost. To be quite frank with you, for four Look, years, I, do, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with the process, right? And let, let that's clearly what the judge is fussed uh, that's, by. That's the, process. the process. He also not weighed the in on the representation, which yeah. I don't think he had any right to do. Well, of course not. And look. I listened to your. Sh- uh, I was listening to mm-hmm. you on the way here, and I listened to a vast majority of your callers. Mm-hmm. They're all on the premier side. Vast majority are saying, you know, we're with you, with a few nuances here and there, but. This is one of those sort of situations where Premier Ford is not wrong. He's the elected official. We have the judiciary now once again happens far too often when they're shutting down the will of the legislature. Okay, but he had they haven't he hasn't been shut down. He still has the power. He Nobody's that. disputing that. He has that section is 33. This, and, and I'm asking and in the fact, question the judge is it right for him do to it. do it? At, for the 2022 election, which we've around this table agreed that are, if you wanted to do it for 2022, that's that. great. The reality is this. He has got a lot of things on his legislative calendar and picking fights with the city of Toronto over and over again, who, by the way, were also democratically elected. They did go through an entire process that had been held up in the courts to go through this process and then continue to keep this entire election up in flux because of the will of the premier and the premier's office is kind of ridiculous to me. And every time he says democracy, I'm reminded of in The Princess Bride where they say, I don't think that word means what you think it means. All right, Mike, when the word democracy comes up, and there's two different sides of it. I mean, he said, this is democracy. We all want the will. Well, I do. Elected people to have, right. have, have, that's what democracy is. On the other hand, we do have to have rules, and he can do it. Should he just wait? If you were advising him, would you say, okay, step forward, do these things. This is what people expect of you, or you can do it anyway. The prime minister has not appealed Look, the I, pipeline decision. I, I, I am sure uh, they really spent a lot of time thinking it through and considering all their options. 
I expect, like like most of us, they were a little shocked by the decision and the way it came out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you weigh all these things. And, and I think Doug Ford is doing this because he was actually at City Hall. He saw the dysfunction that was there. He saw that projects weren't moving forward. He saw the problem with the Scarborough Light Rapid Transit, and, and not to mention all the other infrastructure projects that we need. And he knew that that place could run more effectively. And I think that's what motivated them in doing it. I am sure that they recognize it was a pretty big step in, in invoking the notwithstanding clause, uh, but they've done it because they thought they thought it was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. I think that most, uh, truthfully, you know, I've talked to lots of city councillors and they had, you know, there's some public positioning that they had on this and they all felt they, they had to be in sort of the right spot, uh, but most privately acknowledge that they're not that fussed about a 25-person council. They think it makes a lot of sense and they were happy to kind of get sure, into it. Sure, and I think a lot of people agree with them. I totally agree. And, I and, My first job and, covering it, I and, knew it, and it's never, ever changed. And, However, Adrian, let me yeah. just throw it over to you. So... Is, is the process not important at all? He, he can do it. Is it so bad for him to wait here? What's at stake for the premier? Well, so I guess at this point, there's no there's no value in having that part of the conversation because the horse has left the barn. But mm-hmm. I, 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 I didn't like how it initially started. I, I agree with the outcome, yeah. cutting council mm-hmm. for sure. But so now that's it's, it's moot now. What's happened mm-hmm. has happened. Premier Ford and his government are going to use a notwithstanding clause. And yes, Kim is right. Ontario's never used it. There's only actually two provinces in this country that have ever used the notwithstanding clause. But it is there. It was a constitutionally fought piece in our charter for a reason. For ver- for the reasons such as this, when an elected body, meaning the legislature, feels that judicial overreach has been has been at play, then you have to have the opportunity to afford it. I frankly, I don't think provinces use the notwithstanding clause nearly enough. The feds should use the notwithstanding clause with the pipeline agreement that happened last week. But we are um, looking at Premier Ford and, and everyone's like, oh, he's expending this much, um, this amount of political capital here, there and everything. I don't know if he really is. I don't think he's going to really be expending that much because there's far more support for them to cut council than there is not to, to keep it a status quo. I know, quo. but he can do it. That's but there's the one point. more important, very important part here. That is the city's own advice. The city clerk said, mm-hmm. I can run a very straightforward democratic election with 25 wards. And then to revert back under her questioning by city council, if I were to revert back to then 44, she can. they cannot guarantee um, the efficacy of that election. I, I have maintained throughout all of this discussion, it has never been about the number of councillors. We have some problems with the procedures and how the functionality of council happens. That is uh, long-standing. And frankly, Adrian, when you were around city council running around the second floor and uh, your boss, the former late mayor, uh, was trying to build consensus, the problem is so many, so many mayors, including uh, Mayor Ford and, and others, don't bother to build consensus. They just feel like it should be, we're, you know, we have a rule of of this. And, and that's not how council Perhaps works. Perhaps there's and too if, many lobbyists running around City Hall creating more dissent amongst councillors. Maybe that's part of the problem. Or people around the second floor who don't bother to learn process and then just complain about it afterwards. Well, well I don't think that that's a so, fair accusation so at all. I would, su- I would submit to you that those that worked in our mayor's office at the time in which I, at least I was there, they very much knew the process. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to continue. We're going to discuss Mayor John Tory has reacted to this. Don't go away. I'm Arlene Bynum in for John Oakley. We'll return with topics worthy of discussion right after this. This is Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Premier Ford has a desire to go in and break a lot of things in the province of Ontario. The process around our elections matters. I was elected. 
The judge was appointed.